Uh, I'm recording now. All right. Now we're recording. Now, now okay. right now. <laughs> Testing. Ready? Here we go. Oh, nice. Ooh. Hello, hello. Testing. I th it's recording. It's, it's waving so. its waves. So then it's capturing us. Okay. It's getting us inside this tiny little machine. I'm really excited for this. All right. So how do we want to start this off? So we Shall should we introduce ourselves. All right. Um, <laughs> e uh, individually or should we introduce ourselves? Oh, whatever. I'm my you own go person. first. Go for it. We're our own people. Yeah, I'm I'm Lindsay. Oh, my God, you're bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. <laughs> I'll just wipe it on myself. No, do you want a napkin? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll Please. introduce myself then while you. Let me offer you a napkin no, in my home I, while you're. No, that's everywhere. Lindsay. I'm I'm Iso. This is our podcast about drinking our collection of wine that we accumulated together uh, through our relationship over a decade. But I just opened a bottle of wine and cut my finger open. Were you going to get me a paper towel? I was so going or? to, but then I thought that I would. Oh, I was just going to talk about this while you did that, because I figured you'd be back in time. And I, was just, I was just going to mention that one funny time. One time we got married, so <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, too. All right, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you wipe up your blood. Thank you very much. Uh, and not we're my gonna... first, probably not my last. Um, yeah, yeah, we were married. So this is our, um, our podcast. Um, about drinking our wine that we didn't know how to split up in our separation. So here we are. Thank you here, for you my napkin. Do you want to say more about Do yourself? Do I want to have a napkin to bleed on also? I'm going to try to stay blood free. Heard. No, I'll keep all my blood inside of my body. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go ahead. What Do you want I... me to start over or for what? keep this recording? Yeah, keep going. Okay. I mean, just No, you're fine. It. Just keep going. Your hand is really I'm bleeding. really bleeding bad, Jesus Christ. Okay, no, it's fine. Jeez. We should just band-aid this and start over. No, I think that this is all gold because this actually introduces us to the wine. So we're drinking wine together, and the particular bottle that we've opened to, to try out together today is uh, it has a, a, a wax top. There's an easy way to get into the wax top. Neither of us know it. I knew it. I just went, I just went at it 110% right off the bat and stabbed myself on the, on the knuckle, but I got it open faster than Lindsay hacking at the neck of it where there's remnants of that. I'll take a picture of that and share it somewhere. It, um, my way would have eventually worked and then it would have been like a little wax cup that I think would have been interesting. Whatever. So anyways, we opened a 2014 uh, Hidden Hand Malvasia Bianca. Um, 33 degrees. 33 degrees. This is Arizona wine. Okay, so then I guess we should just get into how all the wines we will be drinking on this podcast are Arizona wines. Um, ones we're in we, Arizona, surprise. We're in Arizona, so we support our local We're not Arizona. in surprise Arizona. Let's just fix that. <laughs> we support our local wine industry, and, uh, and this wine was purchased at a wine festival... Uh, years and years and years and years ago called the Verde Valley Wine Festival. You know, but when I think we, we're getting ahead we of ourselves it, here. No, 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 no. 
I mean, let's let's talk about that wine festivals. Am I right? It's fun to be on both sides of those. But in my mind, because it just felt very mythical to me, almost like I feel like it was pulled out of like a velvet box under a table. Like, pss, pss. <laughs> look at this wine I got for you. <laughs> there wasn't much of this going around. Um, I don't know how many people still have bottles of it. Um, how many were they made? So. This is the, uh, yeah, Malvasia Bianca, one of my favorite varietals, a white varietal that grows a lot here in Arizona. I feel like we just jumped into, like, all this wine talk, and we didn't even talk about, like, this podcast or anything, or, like, what we're... We're here to talk about the wine. Let's talk about the wine, and then we'll get into other things. Okay, fine. Did you taste it yet? No, I didn't taste it yet. Wow, that's interesting. Mm. is the first thing a lot of people say. It's bright peachy keen, like peachy cream. You did cut those peaches too, and they're probably really good with this right now. Yeah, I just have a little variety smorgas plate together of just a couple of things I thought would pair well with this. This Malvasia is so pretty on the nose, which really is like the hallmark of a Malvasia to me. If it's not pretty, I feel like somebody did something wrong. And actually, I've tasted wine that somebody did something wrong, so. That's really, it's nice. It's perfect for a summer day. It needed to be uh, enjoyed, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that this is like, this, <laughs> I don't know that I've opened a white this old before. Usually, you just want to drink it right up. It's nice. I think it gave it, like, this body to it. It's really, it's less on the tropical end. It is more, on a wide body end. More on this, like on a, like the, the, the fruit, like the peach. It is very peachy. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to eat some peaches with this. Yeah, no, this is really nice. So this, I believe, was made by Tim White, local winemaker up north uh, mm. who works. Sorry with like Caduceus and um, helped with Kindred and does Merck and stuff, does his own stuff though too. We have um, a bottle of, what's it called? Smoking... Smoking Mirrors. Smoking Mirrors that hits his stuff. Mm -hmm. Very familiar with Tim's work because Tim uh, has made a lot of the wines we've tasted, especially earlier on in our Arizona wine tasting. So, And this is sourced from... Buell Memorial, which is located down in Wilcox. Really? Give it up for Wilcox, Arizona <laughs> grapes. Woot woot. Wilcox is a party town. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently was sourced from two different blocks out there. So it's like a Malvasia blend of out there. And um, yeah, so it's really nice. I, I have a problem right now. I really wish just that now. I, yeah, just now. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever had a problem before in my life right now. The problem is that I'm not like near a body of water, just relaxing mm. and drinking this outside in the sunshine because it's just beautiful. I want to cry. It's really nice. Yeah. Mm. So we have peaches. Peaches? Um, peaches. The teaches of stars. peaches. <laughs> we have beet. What is it? Pickled eggs. Beet pickled eggs. Bears, beets, Battlestar Galactica. I bet there's a copyright on that, and I can't say it, and I'll have to cut it out. 
NBC. I think that we're going to move. <laughs> yeah, NBC approved. Uh, uh, we have some smoked Gouda and we have some brie. Wonderful. And we also and have some, some almonds just to keep it earthy. Mm, actually, I want to try some of those almonds right now. She's going to be crunching in your ear. No, well, no, no. This is what we're paying for. It's, okay. This is too under my chin. I hope this sounds okay. Oh, it's going to sound well. like you. It's going to sound like me, but under here. Mm -hmm. This is good. It's nice. Mm. It's good. It's real good. So maybe a little bit more about us, where we came from, how we happened to Suddenly, Arizona I was wine. <laughs> a dramatic birthing story. No, we're not going to start there. No. I'm an East Coast girl. You're in Arizona born, bred, wholesome, um, no. raised. <laughs> no, it's that classic story of <laughs> weirdo from the West Coast takes a vacation to the East Coast, meets mm -hmm. a girl, stays on the East Coast, never yes. comes back, mm -hmm. then brings... Iso came to meet my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> well, we were still living together. We weren't really together. Um... Yeah, yeah, so she wanted her friend to come out who had never been to the East Coast before, but she also had no idea what to do with you because she thought she was going to be boring. And boom, she, she was! was right. <laughs> Lived up to it. She was way <laughs> fucking boring. Um, I'd never even been to the East Coast in my life, and I was super stoked. No, I had gone through so much shit. This is like just the, oh man. Gone through so much shit that led to my trip that was over Labor Day weekend. 2009. 2009. And, oh my God, so that's like, this This was it. It? This week, like I was, he, I, right now, oh, I yeah, was no, in no, Jersey. You were definitely in Jersey over Labor Day, I believe, because we went to a white party together. But I was there we? for already a oh, week that's right. before no, no, that. that. was after you overstayed and I was there your for trip. Two you were home. You didn't I take. stayed for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I got a ticket for two weeks to go to Jersey to visit my friend who was living with her ex again, on again, off again girlfriend. And I go. Hey. <laughs> And my friend's boring, and she just wants to sleep on the couch and watch Cartoon Network, which isn't the worst, but when you've never been to the East Coast and they're, like, hyping it up, it's the worst. So... You could be sitting on that couch watching I Cartoon Network I waited for anywhere. Lindsay to come home every day from work, her little job here, and her like high heels come clunking down that hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I knew I was at least going to get to go to the store or something. So that's how it began, was just little trips to the grocery store or liquor store to get booze or something, to hang out and party with like the neighbors and stuff, which that's a whole story we don't need to even get into right no, now. No. Um, and then that's how it started. My vacation turned into a permanent thing after you and I, I don't know, we just clicked and it was awesome. And from that and moment on- And I thought on, you were exotic because you came from the- <laughs> the great state of Arizona and I love the desert <laughs> and and you got off the plane in New Jersey with your skateboard yeah that was hot I had a skateboard <laughs> and and then what happened after all of that was just I guess I guess you could say a whirlwind and I guess it kind of 
maintain that feeling our whole relationship really um oh we were traveling we Within traveled the first two weeks we we took road trips that encompassed uh new york new jersey connecticut massachusetts and well you could imagine the that way. the friend who i came to visit who <laughs> probably oh, had intentions left. of no who probably had intentions of us hanging out and getting to know each other better she did. totally caught off guard when Lindsay was like hey um don't think that's happening between you guys. You mind if this thing happens between us? And she lost it naturally, um, but like lost it real good. So that led us on a tri-state area tour. Well, we were running for away. Me. Because so also we had to we run stayed in away. a trashy New Jersey turnpike motel. There was like a physical night. altercation. Yeah, it, like it got bad. This is not something we're proud of. We're not proud of the shenanigans we, we got into in our 20s. We didn't throw the lamp down the hallway. No. Anyway, um, but we left the house, gave the person time to leave the house. And that time I got to visit Connecticut, Massachusetts, upstate New York. I got the whole shebang shoved up my shebang. It was awesome. It was the best. You got the crash course in Northeast. I met yes. Lindsay's mom, <laughs> dad, brother, best friend. Like all within a two week time frame, and they were all super supportive of us and just really fucking nice to me and the greatest people I still know um, to this day. And it was so, I can still remember like every moment on that road in the dark listening to Lindsay's CD collection, a lot of rave music, but it's <laughs> I and. You had to have an education in my history. And I'm an ex-raver. Um, I, I don't know how many days clean I have, but it's been since... I haven't been to a rave since 2004. So it's been a long time. And somebody in, in Tucson within the last year suggested that maybe it's time to go back. And I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine being the 40-year-old raver just getting back into it? Yeah, I could. I see him, and I don't <laughs> like what I see. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> so that was the beginning mm -hmm. of, of us. Man, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, New Jersey. So New my Jersey. girlfriend left. Iso overstayed her, her plane or their plane ticket and did not fly home. At all. So and basically, I drove a U-Haul across country, moved in, stayed. You and brought a bag with a lot of clothes, actually, for... Well, you were going to... Now you understand, though, after being with me for <laughs> fucking 10 years, you know that I'm like, I have an extra set of clothes for everything, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, and your skateboard, and so we stayed in New Jersey for a little while, and I, like I said, I love the desert, and in fact... Uh, several months after you came to stay in New Jersey permanently, um, I got an opportunity through my job to go to Scottsdale. <laughs> so I left you alone in New Jersey for four months and went to Scottsdale and lived out of a Hampton Inn. Well, the whirlwind didn't end. That's what happened. So we go on the tri-state tour. We get back to New Jersey. We settle down just enough to get through the holidays. And after the holidays, it was already talking about you going to... Um, Phoenix to help them open the office mm -hmm. and so then by that summer I'd been alone in New Jersey like you you'd left by like early summer 
and you then hung out with my parents. I hung out <laughs> in New Jersey, and it was the worst. I couldn't find a job. I was in New Jersey for almost a year, and I couldn't find work, um, and that was really tough. The, just like adjusting to life on the East Coast was really hard. Everything's and then, dirty and smells like pee on the East Coast. Just um, well, we were like just at least the city part. Well, New we were Jersey, outside of, of Newark. It. We were outside of Newark. Like that's like worse <laughs> than being in Newark because <laughs> then you get the runoff of no, New no, York I and lived Newark. In Newark, I know for you two did, years, but you so at least I'll had Top's Diner down the street. In... You didn't have to travel from Roselle all the way out there to like fucking do that. Right. Oh, remember when right. we do that? We'd go get like fucking cheesecake and then like. Hang out all day. Top Steiner, East Newark, <laughs> New Jersey. Shout out. Seriously, woo, 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 go. Woo. Get the go. omelets. They're fucking fire, oh, dude. Just go. So oh, my big. God. And always get oh my the God. fucking the key cheesecake. Lime cheesecake. Get it. Carrot cake cheesecake. Mm, all the cheesecakes. cheesecake. It's so good. Pine nut cheesecake. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Pistachio nut. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes. Um, no. So, four months. You're gone. I'm I'm in Arizona. I'm getting accustomed to what it's like to feel the Arizona summer uh, in Scottsdale in the desert. I had nothing to do on the weekends, so I drove down to Tucson and visited with your family without you. Uh, so that was interesting. So while Lindsay's down here in Arizona visiting, meeting friends, family, like all these people, like without me around and then I'm up in New York partying, not even partying, it's just hanging out with your you brother. You were painting walls with my brother. I was painting walls and getting high with your brother and then like. Because eventually it turned into, we were preparing for, I was relocating and we were just moving yeah. back to Arizona where so you were I was like, like getting the apartment ready, ready for, for a change. Yeah, I was getting the apartment ready. <laughs> I was hanging out with your brother and your mom and dad a lot. Like I just hung out. Because New Jersey sucked and everyone yep. sucked. And so yep. I just drove check, check. to visit your check. parents a lot. And then I came out to visit you finally after you'd been out here almost like a month. And I stayed out here in Arizona for a month. I talk about living at the Hampton Inn for a month all the time because it was such a you different... You did come for a month and live in the Hampton Inn with me. And then I was like, man, breakfast every day? That was the shit. A gym, a pool... Like, we're in fucking North Scottsdale <laughs> at the Hampton Inn Suites, dude. Right by the... Uh, Carlos O'Brien's or something. <laughs> yeah, the Tilted Kilt. Playing and Car- shuffleboard at the Tilted Kilt. <laughs> yeah, and then some other spot. Like, it was... But, like, mm-hmm. breakfast every day. And then I didn't... I wasn't working, so I just hung out here with you for a fucking month. Yeah. And we didn't... We okay. just hung out. It was so fun. Let's incorporate wine into this story because, you know what, actually, um, so just recently we had the opportunity to harvest some grapes together, which was really fun. But when we were doing that, it really made me think about New Jersey because New Jersey is a weird place. You can't buy any alcohol whatsoever in the grocery store, but the ShopRite grocery store that we went to had a little hidey hole through the the like refrigerated like dairy section where you could go into the ShopRite liquor store and with your grocery cart full of groceries and Do you guys know that you have to give a quarter deposit to get a fucking shopping cart in New Jersey? (laughs) Imagine me coming from this shit and being like, wait, and there's seagulls right here too? Not only, yeah. And then getting up and then all the shopping carts are chained together. And I'm like, wait, how the fuck do I get one? And you have to have a quarter every you time. You get your quarter back. But imagine <laughs> rolling up somewhere and being like, I'm going shopping. Fuck, I don't have a quarter. Deposit. 
And really, like, what? Come on, guys. Fuck like, ShopRite. Fuck New if Jersey. Somebody really fuck wants that a shopping shit. Car, I'll pay twenty five uh-uh. cents for a shopping cart. I don't like, care. Just walk off with it then. Like, and anyone from stupid. New Jersey knows I'm fucking right, dude. Fuck that. Anyways. A year of living there, not a single fucking person was nice to me. I came back here, and like I said, I told people I couldn't make a friend. They're like, what? You couldn't make a friend? I'm like, not in New Jersey. No. Not in fucking New Jersey, it no matter hard. how nice you were to people. And then you're just so sad. You don't even try anymore. So then it's like, duh, you're not making friends. So, but anyways, during those times, do you remember the wine that we were drinking at that time? Oh, my God. Lindsay and I used to get Fucked up because on this the wine, night harvest shit. Night harvest. And you I was buy like, it. it. And we're like, we think that we can taste a difference because this, these grapes Ooh, were it's harvested, harvested at, at night. night. Ooh, this is at exotic. Night. Yeah, no, SpongeBob. fuck that. We would get blackout drunk, wake up without our clothes on we and not remember what happened. Sometimes. It was a liter and a half bottle. <laughs> which was And then we'd smash it. <laughs> and then be like, what happened? <laughs> But anyways, that was the level of wine drinking. Yeah, I guess we could incorporate that because that was the level of wine drinking Mm -hmm. and then we weren't really other, like, yeah, our knowledge of wine before that. Mine was boxes of wine I and then just the uh, cheap shit. And then my, I didn't and then the everyone. Boxes, the I fuck, did the Carlo Rossi, you know, the jugs with the little finger holes. And then everyone has the fucking Trader Joe's fucking $2 special wines and I'm not doing Never that. Do and that. I'm not yellowtailing it because I don't Never, fucking. Never, no. You throw up enough. If it's a gas enough, station. Nope brand that you can buy in a uh, truck stop, you're good. Um, which reminds me, actually, I don't know Dos if, if you saw, but at the truck stop outside of Wilcox, when we got back on the road, they had a a bottle of 2010 uh, white wine from, what is the name of that winery that's just over the border in New Mexico? I don't remember. It was from them, and I picked up the bottle, and it was like there was a sticky ring on the bottom. Ah. But it was like on the shelf, Ew. and it was like, and it like peeled up, and like it was like a cheese commercial, like a Pizza Hut commercial from the '90s when they'd have the cheese come up. You know, <laughs> it was disgusting. But listen to this, though. Part of me wanted to taste it just so I. So know. you bought it? No. Oh <laughs> goddamn it! <laughs> I was like, and you've got, you're like, and here it is. And we're trying. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that would have been good. Rancho. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, I, no, they're, I've had their wines. They're decent. I, I enjoyed what I had sometimes, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, but anyway, so that was there. But uh, Night Harvest, does it taste different? I don't know. But people harvest at night out here because it's cooler. And you you want those grapes to be nice and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it made me think of like little like not quite but lightly frostbitten grapes that are like just at there like oh we're gonna turn icy but please make us into wine right now and it's just like at the right moment I'm sure I'm sure it was what like ten dollars for a liter and a half bottle so I'm sure that it was very carefully oh totally I bet it was was just handled it was in like uh, boxes that were stacked up in the aisle (laughs) we're like we only drink this wine (laughs) but there were so many different kinds it was like Pokemon trying to catch them all because there were so many different varietals no it was non-vintage but we didn't even care about varietals they were just like white or red Right. So that was the extent of our wine drinking at that time. But then crossing over over to Arizona. So we make the trek across the country together. After a year of being together, we get engaged. We saddled up our our wagon. Saddled up the old wagon and came west. And um, 
rolled into Scottsdale. We, we were literally last night just talking to our partners about how scary it was driving through. Like, Did you eat a fucking egg already? I, how was it with the wine? It was I good, and I hope it doesn't pick up on the microphones, but it's really, it's good. It's firm. It's firm, and it's good. The egg is firm? Yeah. The Jesus Saves Truck Stop? There's a lot of things on that road trip we're going to talk about, and we can bring that up in different things, but it's really just... We made a nice long trek, one of our first big road trips, then cross country. I'm getting the wine in there because it's so good. That's the egg. Let me have it with the wine. And so we get to Arizona, a bunch of mm. drama goes down there, and we live between Bring Tucson. Out the greenness. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We live in, in Tucson for a minute and eventually move to Phoenix while waiting for. Our, uh, finding housing in Phoenix, we find this really wonderful place in Tempe, right on the Tempe um, Scottsdale border, and um, it's really neat. And that is uh, the house we live in, where we um, first hear about Arizona we got, wine. As soon as we got into our house, we started planning our wedding because we were engaged, and we're like, we're gonna. Yeah, get we're engaged, and we're getting That's ready really to plan the wedding. Yeah, brought us. Yeah, that's what brought Arizona. But then we watched, heard about. The documentary about Maynard James Keenan making wine. Blood into wine. Let's and then there's a, a movie about it. And so we watch it and we're like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is gnarly. We should check, we should check out what's going on and out there. And at that so you, point, I believe we were planning on getting married in Santa Fe. Yeah, we were planning on getting married in New Mexico. And then... Um, but those plans fell through just because of obviously pricing. But we ended up like going to Sedona, seeing how beautiful. I don't even think we looked at any venues in New Mexico, really. Other than like the Georgia O'Keeffe stuff, oh, or yeah. like looking into like getting the museum or a spot sweet. on the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then Sedona somehow came up because we visited and we we're like we should we should totally get because that was like yeah. that was like the spot at the fucking we were wedding expo that we went to every and it was weekend. like and we were like what the fuck and so. I was oh, in yeah. Arizona. Everything was like a vendor for like, oh, if you get married up in Sedona, and we're like, what's going on? And here? I've lived here my like majority of my life, and I'd never been to Sedona or the Grand or Canyon. Or the Grand Canyon. So when we went to Sedona, and I finally saw it after that, I was like, oh shit! Like we have to do it here. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So and then on top of that, seeing the documentary Blood and Wine, excuse me, and then um, going. To check out the places. To we check heard out the about places we heard about movie. for the movie, and then, and that was because you, your friend, uh, your friend Chris came to town, and she wanted to go, so we went oh, together. Yeah. That's she when we went for the to first time. The wine. That's right. We so we took her for like some wedding planning, and then yeah. we're like, yeah, now we want to go try this wine that we heard about, and that was our first step Blood into Gates. it, and it was like, and our friends there were just the nicest. Like these people became. I say friends now, but yeah. because these people became. It's a like part every of, place that we walk into to drink wine up in that area. They're like, you're a wine club member. Come on in. We're like, no, we just buy we a just bunch come of here wine. Like, buy a shit ton of wine. <laughs> but, you know, we feel very welcome. No, that was we that was where we, we, we were, were just like, cool. We like enough. what we tasted there. And we started going there to get our wines for our wedding because our goal was to source as local as possible for things. So we had we like... Arizona Stronghold for our wedding. We did Arizona Stronghold mm-hmm. wine, and that's when uh, Maynard and Eric were still in business together. And Tim, Tim was making wine. Mm-hmm. Tim was making wine for them and stuff too. I believe Tim's in on that. 
So the maker of the wine we're drinking today, and then Maynard is like full circle. It's all yeah, it's full all right here. So with this wine right here, that's <laughs> fucking delicious. It's that, super good. It's really tasty. So that's. So yeah, so that's the that was our introduction, and then just from getting to know the people who worked at these tasting rooms, telling us where to go next or who we need to try next. That was kind of just how we learned. Or introducing us to the grapes like Malvasia Bianca. Yeah, I mean it really is. It is so beautiful and accessible in Arizona. It, it you can put one percent of Malvasia in any wine, and it just kind of gives it this nice little finish that just rounds it out and just makes it beautiful. Like it's a it's a finishing signature kiss. It is, and it's a mm-hmm. delicious grape on its own. When I harvested Malvasia, all I could do was eat it. I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> we're not going to be able so, to make any Malvasia. We're not, I, this I just year. ate a bottle of wine. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. It's one of my favorites, I think, and it's just probably one of my favorites. And maybe people will just disagree on like, maybe people won't be into it, but it's just kind of like that first love shit. Like you remember. If you want to know Arizona wine, get to know. I remember the first time I had Malvasia and then I can remember the next time I had it and I really liked what someone did with it and figuring out the process of someone making the wine and being like, fuck yeah, when Malvasia is still fermented, that's when I really like, I seem to really lean towards these ones or I seem to really like dig this winemaker's take on it. It's really one of those varietals. It's, it's, it's fun. I like seeing what people do with it. That's my personal take on it. It's one that I can have a baseline of and go and because because I've had enough of the Arizona stuff that the scene is so diverse now with different winemakers and different visions of it that I can go and taste all these cool and just Mm. it's it's fun it's super fun in fact this grape is so infamous so my derby wife shout out to hot mess moved to Albuquerque and whenever I go and visit her I have to bring her some Arizona Malvasia she loves it she can't get enough of it good stuff and like standouts of Malvasia, like Maynard's, I really like what Maynard does with his Malvasia. And then um, uh, Sand Reckoner mm-hmm. and Rob Hemmelman and them and what they do out there is superb. Um, uh, I just had some Michael, Michael Pierce's stuff from Bodega Pierce and Seculum Cellars is amazing. So these are all like not only am I just saying these people's names and whatever, but like these are people I've gotten to know and have uh, like personally talked to or communicated about wine. And it's so nice. And these are really great wineries to support. So if you're, if you're looking for those recommendations, anything we're drinking, any winery we're ever drinking from on this podcast is what it's we an recommend. Endorsement. Is an endorsement. <laughs> these are people we stand behind. I know and that we have we, a yeah. lot of clout. So much. I know our reach is really <laughs> fucking far, so we just want to be really fucking clear that drink these, this wine. Drink these fucking wineries wines. You want to know what we like? These are what we like. You don't have to ask. You just have to listen. So, um, but yeah, this hidden hand is beautiful. We're halfway through the bottle. We're thirty minutes into this. Could I what, have some Could, of that cheese with us? I think us? that you should try some of this. Okay. Free. Add this like fat in here and tell mm. me what you think. So wait, then if I'm gonna do that, you should talk about. Then, like, uh, uh, then how Arizona wine industry brought us into, like, the Arizona food industry. If I'm pairing wines, oh, then yeah. who turned us on? Who taught us how to drink wine, right? Like, who, 
who well, influenced? You want me to go there then? Huh? <laughs> I'm wondering. Did we? No, I'm sure that we heard about the concept of a wine festival from eating food. So also, what brought us into Arizona wine and choosing to use that, you know, for our wedding, for the party that we wanted to throw for our friends and family, um, was really just getting to Arizona, settling down, wanting to plant some roots, and wanting to get in touch with the local community, the local businesses that are there to support other local businesses, to incorporate and share ideas, etc. And that brought us to the fabulous F&B restaurant. Can't say enough. They, they do so much to promote and support the Arizona wine industry, and they've done series of uh, lunches and dinners that are paired with Arizona wines and so it's a great opportunity to hear exactly from the winemaker what they want you to know about their wines and to also have it paired. Oh what the dinners and lunches? Fabulous foods oh my god do you want those to keep coming up in my memories actually no now touch? in my ne uh, in put my some of Charlene's food in your mouth <laughs> it's life-changing it really is the veggie whisper indeed mm. anyways so yes, local. those keep coming up in my memories. Though um, all those winemaker dinners we went to, it's I, summer. They always I go, in, my, summer. I look at my memories and it shows me posts from like three years solid of just F and B, F and B, <laughs> F and B, F and B, and it's like it's like Caduceus, it's uh, Chateau Tumbleweed, it's Calligans, and it's like, oh man, I just I was sitting there showing Carrie all the pictures. I was just like, this was all these incredible meals I had with all these incredible wines. Uh, it was the it was the best experience. The leaks. I think we really got the in on it at a really special time because that was when um, F&B would do um, these Rabbit Island uh, brunches oh. where they would fly you out on an airplane and you'd have lunch with the winemaker and drink wines and food. And have the wares the of a local farm farmer so that was good. highlighted as part Worth of the every also. penny. We were so lucky to do that with um, Pavle and Maynard. We got to go and drink wine with Maynard James Keenan mm -hmm. on Rabbit, Rabbit Island. And did we have the pleasure of having Sasha cook for us out on the, Sasha, out on the Sasha island that day? Levine. Mm -hmm. On a little grill. There was, it was literally us. an island that is just submerged out of the water. You know, it could change. So Rabbit Island is definitely not an island out there. It's just whatever is available that's large enough to have a tent and a couple of tables, a grill, and a, a pop-up portable toilet which I'm so thankful I didn't need to use so but it was there for us if we needed it and I think that it was just full service and uh, you know when I've talked about this recently <laughs> my absolute favorite part about that day um, was probably the flight we got to fly on a seaplane and taking off on that flight I couldn't help but think if this plane goes down <laughs> it would be Maynard James Keenan and seven others. <laughs> and Die. we could have been one of and those others. we could have authors. been an author. <laughs> That's right. That was so like <laughs> Tools lead singer. Yeah. And uh, seven others. That was what a what a class act. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been just... great. What a way mm -hmm. to go though. That was a so, good day. Maynard busted out like um, barrel samples of things that he had cooking in um, his winery at the time and then just hearing him and Pavle talk about stuff and then us being able to just talk about really anything at any point 
We made with him. friends that day with other guests that were there. We made the lifelong event. friends out of that trip. It was one of like it's like F and B has kind of been the backdrop to our story as well i guess like it's arizona wine and then incorporated in that is like fmb and then the food industry and what charlene badman and pavle milich introduced us to by keeping like that arizona wine menu flowing along with these locally harvested goods it just like all this like local goodness that turned us in the gnarly localist where we wanted to just support everyone as much as possible localist for life yeah like so that's kind of those F and B runs through the course of the like the like right through the Arizona wine community. Like it, you meet anybody at any event, you always have some kind of connection in that restaurant and reminiscing about foods or you meals remember what or, you had, yeah, or the experience, you know, the ex- fabulous like experience you had with Pavle, the hospitality, <laughs> yeah, or any of the staff. They any of their staff. I've definitely had many a moment with many of their staff at all levels. I I love everybody that they've had there. Yeah, those became friends of ours. Mm -hmm. They were part of important parts of our lives that Mm -hmm. like turned us in the directions whether it be art or more food. And everybody who is there is passionate about something in their life. Even if food is not the number one thing, there is passion there and there is support and wanting to share. And then not only that, Pavle Milic co-owner of F&B is now on his own endeavor of opening his own winery, has his own vineyards, all this stuff popping out, like talk about full circle. This man who had his wine and now he is so involved in the industry and wanting to be a part of this in a bigger way that he has his own spot now, his own equipment, his own vines. It is amazing to watch stuff like that happen. So in the same time frame of us, like, and our relationship doing what it did, we got, we've, in that time frame, we've got to witness all these people come from whatever they were coming from at the time we came around and just watch them, like, leaps and bounds grow in the industry and what they're passionate about and the things that they want to do. Like, how could you not be inspired constantly by the people who are out here? It is insane and the drive and just the love they have for the community. It's, it's why that this podcast, we wanted to make it because so many people were around for our relationship. So many of these people were the backdrop or a part of it or just pivotal uh, influencers in things that we did with our lives and as a couple and the, it, it just influenced us a lot. And it's something that we really wanted to pay tribute to. We wanted to not let our collection just like be separated and enjoyed in different ways and not the same. Like these people deserve this. Like we worked hard to build this collection and we worked hard to make these friendships and maintain these friendships through the varying degrees of our relationship that it's taken. And so this is what we could do is sit here and, and talk about them and pump them up and share the enthusiasm that they shared with us about something that became such an important part of our lives. Uh, Lindsay and I haven't even gotten into how uh, all of this, like just, it turned, it turned, it changed her art, seeing the Arizona landscape Mm -hmm. from traveling through Arizona wine country influenced Lindsay as an artist. That's what she does. It's fucking beautiful. And then it also just sparked this passion in me 
about Arizona wine. So this has become my dream now. I was someone who grew up here in Arizona and I never wanted to come never back. Never went to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but I never see. saw any of these Didn't things. Didn't even <laughs> want to see it. But I never <laughs> wanted to come back. When I left to New Jersey and when I was gone, I didn't want to come back. But then for I some reason, the universe was like, no, you're coming back. And when I did, I got to see it in a completely different way and to fall in love with somewhere that I had so much animosity to because I have so much trauma that existed here from my childhood and growing up here that I just never wanted to come back and then come back to a place like that and the healing that it takes to then find what you're passionate about and be like, no, I'll stay here because I found something really beautiful that exists here. And what exists here is this beautiful fucking industry, this community of people in the food industry, in the wine industry, who took us in, who never fucking treated us differently. Took a chance on an unknown kid. (laughs) Took chance on unknown kids, shared information, and just fucking, if anything, humored us and just like let us be close to them and see what happens. And a decade later... We have these really great friendships and these really great bonds and these people really deserve all this recognition from us. We love them. Every single bottle of wine we drink, there is, there is a story to it. There is a connection to the winemaker to it. There's something to it. So the point of doing this was, was sharing that, was to kind of share that passion, to, to show that all of this was for something like if anything, like Lindsay and I, that's the whole story. Like we haven't even gotten into, I can't wait to never talk to you again for the rest of my life. After, <laughs> we're, after this, we don't have to I'm ever talk kidding. to each other again. <laughs> that's the, that's the point it's of good. it. Good. Good. We're friends. It's fine. No, but the thing is, is that in the course of time of doing all of that, Lindsay and I developed our, like we became a married couple. We went through everything together and then and then it all fell apart. We separated. We like we've had different lives. We haven't lived together in three years. Like this is the culmination of coming back and of like of all these things. And you know what's been the constant is wine. Is mm-hmm. Arizona wine mm-hmm. has always been the constant. And then this collection of us being like, well, what do we do with it? And I finally hit her up and I was like, no. What if we fucking just record ourselves drinking these bottles of wine we have in our collection? And then we just talk about these experiences, these stories, these things, because there's so much more obviously to it. There's 10 years of time between our first glass of Arizona wine to now. Mm. And so there's stories of friendships, of experiences, of wine festivals, of things we were a part of, of being in the industry, of our experiences like bottling, harvesting and things like that. Like there's really fun shit to share, obviously. There's tons of fun stories, and I'm really, really yeah. excited to share them. What is, you don't have to share your most favorite, but like, what is one of your favorite little things that you can think of that you've gotten to do this year, in this crazy fucking year of 2020, that you've got to do because of the wine community? That tells oh, that I... us something about you. <laughs> Wait, that I got to do? Yeah. Well, I guess just more recently, it felt really good to go to Four Tails and harvest. Like, I had so much fun doing that. I, my whole history with Arizona wine, which we'll obviously get into at some point, is really is insane. And and it's been two years since I stepped foot in a vineyard, which is something I'm so passionate about. And it 
and there's a lot that goes on between there, but it's been two years since I, I clipped a fucking grape from a vine. I even touched a fucking leaf on a vine and a for me um, <laughs> to fight off flies and bees and stuff. It took, it's been a long time. And just because it'd been something I've, I had worked so hard to get to and I got to do for a chunk of time and it was what I loved. And then knowing that there were things that happened in my life that took me away for two years, just like two, a week ago, we went and harvested. And that was mm-hmm. our first time, you and me, the first time in a vineyard, which we'll explain more about. But that was our first time even working in one together. And so that was super nice. And then not only that, Carrie, my partner who I'm currently with, mm-hmm. got to be there too. And it got to be something I shared with people I really loved. And then Gary was there, who's someone who's a part of my whole winemaking story. And then Four Tales, an up and coming winery that's just trying to like, I'm so glad Do I got their to thing know more too. about them. I, and, I, they, were, they were kind of one of those elusive ones that I hadn't tasted. And when I had the opportunity, it was an event that I was working where it was like, here's a room with 75 open Arizona wines. Uh, <laughs> try whatever you would like. And I'm like, okay. But I knew Four Tales. I was interested. I hadn't really had the opportunity. And I was so pleased with everything I got to try from them. No, um, their stuff is really good. I bought a half a case. Lindsay bought a half a case. And then our friend Gary set us on our way with wines his of his that we're working Sia on. Bianca. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, greater than wines. That'll be coming up. So that's one to watch because Kent Callaghan, the godfather of wine out here, who He's we'll talk more vines. about. Old vines. <laughs> Pioneer. Um, no, I don't know if I should say that. I, he, no, I, I don't know. Like, godfather. He's... Dope, a forefather, but we don't want to like chisel his face on no rocks or nothing. But he's well, dope. He, we he's, want to drink his wine. He's as been a on the cover of Arizona Readeries <laughs> uh, for twenty years. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that was your favorite moment. But my most recent favorite. Recent you said this favorite. year, Re- this and year, COVID right. hit, and there was mm-hmm. nothing going on. I mean, getting back just to drinking wine has been my favorite moments. Getting back to drinking them, but literally being out in the vineyard again because that's where I feel I don't know it's not alive I feel I'm doing my duty I'm do I feel like the labor duty. that I do is the labor like of the earth and of like good things and of like I'm content in that work that's why I want to continue doing that work because I love that work I don't know I just and I very much enjoyed getting to experience that with you and Carrie, it's it's like it's literally just cutting grapes off a vine. It's literally, but to me, it's but so. But you know what? It's I I do <laughs> feel like there is some kind of connection to it. And shout out to the Cab Sauvignon um, varietal blend that ta- Four Tails makes with the 2021 harvest because it will include earth that was grown with the tip of my finger that I chopped off last week. gave her tip of the finger to it the did. earth. It bled a lot. Not as much as your hand. God, <laughs> my hand is still bleeding right now. There will be blood every episode, we there promise. Will, there will be um, wine and blood. Can I tell you about my favorite 2020? No, I think we should just talk about mine and then you should. You know what? Go for it. This is exactly why we're not together anymore because you're a fucking bitch. Um, I actually, honestly, my favorite moment that wine brought me to in 2020 was earlier this year. So, uh, my favorite wine festival in the state, without a doubt, is the Verde Valley Wine Festival. And Ours. Usually take... We know we both enjoy Okay, all right, yeah. all right. I wasn't trying to speak for you. You're your own person, whatever the fuck. But yeah, it's 
is the shit. Anyways, it takes place over Mother's Day weekend because I always say, what's better than being a mother but drinking and forgetting about being a mother for a weekend? So I, I know that there are many people with that sentiment from having been there that weekend so many times. Um, but, uh, you know, we live in these crazy pandemic times now. And so, uh, so, you know, we can't really do that. By the way, uh, Iso and I are close enough now that we're in our own uh, poly pandemic cool, if you will. Yeah, so, we have our group. Yeah, we have our group. It's been like so four months going strong. Lovely too. that we're able to have this podcast family. Camp Wanakaka. Yeah, so we we decided, though the Verde Valley Wine Festival weekend was canceled, we still wanted to go up there that weekend because it's just beautiful. It's a nice time to be in the Verde Valley. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, and we had the experience of getting to go through a, a mini drive-through wine festival, which I feel like I needed. Oh, that's because that I got was to, right. I got to like in my car pull up and talk mask to mask face with somebody about wine, you know. And then at the end, like here are the ones that I want, driving through to pick up my wines. Like it was not a bad way to be. Um, but we got to go camping, and during that time that we went camping, we did something that I had wanted to do for so long. Uh, shout out to Danny at Caduceus uh, Cellars Tasting Room because uh, she has been around for as long as we've been shopping around for we, yeah, wines we've for known our wedding. Before our wedding. And uh, she uh, has been roller skating, and that is a passion of mine for sure. We were both ex derby here in this room. That's a whole other story. Um, but uh, we got to go and do a meetup at the Jerome basketball court and skate. And that was just, I feel like I've wanted to do that for so long. And I've been so happy that there was like passion that's like, we love wine together. And also we have these other shared passions of like roller skating. But and that rolling. and then like art. Yeah. Like yeah. the art, like everyone's an artist too. <laughs> like. No, that was super fun. I forgot about that. I we got to skate under the moonlight on the hill of Jerome. But we'd been wanting just, to do that for a long time because she'd it, been organizing that for like a minute. So many locals with wheels to roll. It's just, I love it. I love how... We should go next week. How much fun it is to play and how important it you is. Should we go next week? Uh, I, yeah. Let's what go. is next week? Is next week Labor Day? The fuck day is it? Let's just figure out. Like, okay. Danny, we'll we're calling you. There. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> Spade, you're back. You're back. We're skating. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to put a flag there. So just make sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was worth it. Anyways, you know what uh, we didn't do that we should probably do right now? Hmm. I think um, cheers to all that. Oh, my God. Cheers to all that. Cheers to all that. We didn't even get in. Yeah, that was just. Little notes. Baby notes. Baby notes. So, yeah. Thank you for this conversation. No, okay. thank you for this conversation. Also, um, speaking of people we know, too, I got um, some of the information about this wine because uh, finding info about Hidden Hand is pretty uh, difficult because it was an endeavor, I think, that was taken on uh, a few years ago and... I don't know that it's been scrapped, but definitely been put on hold because you can't find in it. In May, driving up to Main Street in Cottonwood, there is still a sign that says "Coming soon, Hidden Hand." So, I mean, I, I hope guess that we'll that see. Is going to happen. It feels like a very much passion project um, that will come to fruition. 
I guess we'll see. But um, until then, I got info about this wine from my friend Cody's podcast. Uh, you can find it on azwinemonk.com. It was one that he did with Tim White, the winemaker, back, I believe, in like 2016 or so. And uh, they talked about this wine. That's where I got my info on it because you really can't find um, anything um, about it anywhere else. This is really good good stuff. I recommend, um, if you're looking to try Malvasia, then to go to, um, San Reckoner. They have a tasting room in Tucson, Arizona, or you can order their stuff online and find out where they're shipping to. Um, there's also the four, eight Wineworks tasting room in Jerome that usually is featuring great wines. Um, and Caduceus is just like a store away from them. And uh, they, their tasting room's awesome. Obviously, right now with the pandemic, there's restrictions and things like that, so don't give them a hard time. They're doing their best. Um, also, Bodega Pierce up in the Verde Valley, too, or in Wilcox has really good Malvasia to try. That's from Michael Pierce and uh, Dan Pierce and Barbara Pierce, the Pierce family. They're super rad, super big shout-out to those guys. Um uh, anyone's Malvasia, really. Just just try them. Just try just, it just around. Just fucking you know try what? it. Just if you've never it. been to a wine festival before, we're going to have them again in the future. We're on pause right now. That's totally okay. That's what we need to do. But when we're ready for it again, a really nice approach to doing a wine festival is uh, find a grape that you enjoy. Find a wine that you enjoy and go and try everybody's version of that. Because I think that that really gives you the vocabulary to start talking about wine because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about until you can make comparisons between things so try the same thing and try to picture in your mind what it is that you're experiencing and compare and enjoy it's fucking good oh wait we don't even have to wrap this up right now i have cheese in my mouth but (laughs) um you were just talking about wine festivals (laughs) I don't think we talked about how we acquired the wine. We really didn't say anything about the Verde Valley. It came from a velvet-lined box underneath the table <laughs> from a mystical source. No, okay, so speaking of <laughs> wine festivals, and Lindsay uh, just said one of her favorites. Did you say that to you? Did you mention it? or just My you said... favorite, yes, Verde Valley. It did come from the Verde Valley Festival. Probably first okay. year, yeah? The first, first year. First one? There's a picture of us holding this bottle, and that was the year we met Miguel, who's our friend who's a photographer, who's oh, a really good photographer. Oh, and then um, our friend Shelby, so too, who helped organize mm-hmm. the event. And um, we literally are holding this bag in the picture that we had with them. And then the next year we saw them again and we posed for the same picture with Probably, them. That was really yeah. funny. But um, this was from that. So the Verde Valley Wine Festival is a fe- uh, wine festival held out in Clarkdale, Arizona. It is the best festival ever. Ever. It's my favorite because I think the food is always fire and it's just the right size and they always feature the best wineries and in Arizona. And you don't have to be from Arizona. They have a whole glamping experience. Oh my God. For There's so much stuff to do town. in town that weekend. There's the VIP dinner and auction before, the day before. There's the festival. Um, and then there's everything around town to do, which, yeah, the glamping stuff and all mm-hmm. that is cool. Um, and then there's just great stuff to check out. Dead Horse Ranch, like camping and stuff. Yeah, there's fishing, there's Verde. Like, that was beautiful. There's and so much stuff to do. We have so many memories there. But this is from the first year of that festival. Um, and they were just kind of like, hey, we've got this stuff that like mm-hmm. is whatever. And then that's when the there velvet like lined box machine. came out. Yeah, they, they, they turned down the sun. and uh, But yeah. Anyways, 
So this was um, available there, and that's that's how we purchased this. And then and then we never found it ever ever Did ever Maynard ever again. Sell it to us? I feel like in my mind it was because it I think felt so. like so mystical I think, and special. I think and quiet he might have like, actually. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, so Verde Valley honorable mention. Yeah. Um, and that should be coming back again soon. That just and you got... know, I, I'm wondering, um, what do you think that we should talk about on our next show? What wine should we drink? Because I don't know. I'm feeling very compelled to go Chateau Tumbleweed. I was going to say Chateau oh Calligan. Yeah, One of Chateau those. or Calligan. Because so. I feel like Chris, mm-hmm. Chris and Joe deserve some attention and yeah, definitely and uh, yeah so something to look forward to all right Hopefully and then yeah and then we're gonna have we're that no with that, but then we're gonna be friends <laughs> on a drink with and our friends mm-hmm. will have stories yeah. about hanging out we'll with have us guest stars i mean they'll talk about pretty much ugly, every winemaker we'll drink from we'll have they could have a story from us in here mm-hmm. so if any of those people are interested in coming in and, and drinking one of their wines and whatever we could have that happen but it's just yeah Wine has been such a huge part of our lives that there's n- no shortage of people that have an experience with us that met us at a wine festival, met us through a wine-related thing, tasted it. Like, we we did something together wine-related, and now we've become homies and, 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 and had experiences. So, But um, I guess in the meantime... Uh, cheers. Cheers. I don't and, know how to really sign off. And cheers and drink some wine and enjoy it and talk to your friends about it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like almost, I don't know. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to drink it. Pavle taught us that. Pavle Milic was like. Wine is made for drinking. Wine is made for mm-hmm. fucking drinking. And that's what I thought about when with this collection. Yep. Being like. It's not made for sitting, and it's and it's definitely not made for us enjoying like a part. And if we could share this together, then we should. And it's made for drinking, and the time is now. Mm-hmm. And I think our collection is ready for us to just enjoy at will, like whatever we want to. And it's I'm going to taste fucking super awesome. Super thrilled that we opened this 2014. Yeah, cheers today. Cheers to Maynard. Mm-hmm. Cheers to fucking Tim White. Cheers to the Verde Valley. Cheers to uh, Buell Memorial Vineyard uh, that sourced this these great grapes that we tasted today thank you Lindsay, for cutting the cheese <laughs> fart <laughs> jokes anyways sprouts cut the cheese i just put it in a bowl boing, 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 boing. <laughs> all right um yeah hey thanks for sharing wine with me hey yeah. thanks for still being my friend mm. i think i just i think i just want to say that thank after you. everything it's been really, really got <laughs> Also, I have a podcast too that's co- gonna that's coming out soon. As soon as I I get d- not dumb about it, I'm not, I, about I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll probably give you more of the like fillers. You should listen to both, and yeah. then you get all the info. Companion podcast. Anyways, this has been fun. Cheers to you and yours. Blah 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 blah. And oh, I like it. <laughs>